Hi everybody, I'm Bob Schneider. Welcome to the Song Club. I knew it was a bad idea to meet you here, my dear. Oh yeah. Welcome everybody to another edition of the Song Club. Every time I'm getting ready to do this, I'm like, oh, I should probably, like maybe during the week, think of some stuff I want to say on this podcast. So that when I get on here, I'll have an idea what I'm going to talk about. But I never do. And I get on here and I still fill up a whole hour with musings and other things like that. But anyways, welcome. I want to say thanks to all our Patreon members. Thanks for your support. We got some new Patreon members this month, so I want to welcome you guys and all the other old Patreon people. You're not that old. You just went to high school a long time ago, um, before computers. Um, I guess they did have computers when I was in high school, but they were like the kind of computers you had to like build yourself. They're the kind of computers that the Matrix film was based on. Black screen, green print, and you had to write your own programs. Could you imagine if you went back in time with Fortnite or any, or like Call of Duty or God of War, the newest one, and popped that in and showed those green screen folks from the 80s like, this is the shit that's coming. People would have been like, damn, son. That's some real shit right there. Because they didn't have that back then. It was Space Invaders when I was in high school was the game. Like, first it was Pong, which was fun for, I don't know, somewhere under 10 minutes you could play Pong. And then that shit got real old. But then Space Invaders came, and that was good for 15 minutes or 20 minutes. But that was it. But you could, if you had a computer, which we did when I was, I guess, in ninth grade, I went to a British school. We had a computer class there. And you would learn basic computer language, and then you could write, you know, if then, you could write, you know, little programs and you could make games like missile command which i got real good at missile command because i had the atari home system by the way the atari home system each of those games were good for about maybe 30 minutes so you'd play for 30 minutes max and you'd be like i need a new game and you'd get a new game because the shit got so old so fast. It was a good move because I ended up buying a lot of those games and not playing them very much. And they always kind of were way worse than the games in the arcade. Even though they were the same game, the game had like the rollerball and that shit was sweet. And the Atari, no rollerball. Just that fucking joystick 
which sort of worked, but it didn't work like the goddamn rollerball. The rollerball was the shields. Anyways, um, yeah, that's pretty exciting news and talk, especially for the ladies. The ladies love video game chit chat. I found that out when I married my first wife. And I was like, so many ways. I was playing this video game, and she's like, uh, before you say another word, shut the fuck up. And don't say another word forever about video games. Yeah, but um, anyway, so, but this really, shh, shut the fuck up. Yeah, but I know, but I'm, uh, it's something I'm really, uh, shh, don't say another word, forever, about video games. But do ask me how I'm feeling. Do ask me what I'm feeling and thinking. Oh, what are you feeling and thinking? Well, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that's cool. And then anyway, so I was playing this video game, shh, shut the fuck. Uh, anyways, so I'm, I don't play video games now and I certainly don't talk about them with my new wife because then I would have to go find an even newer wife, which I don't want to do. I'm happy with the one I got. So I just keep all my video game chit chat strictly confined to the podcast because if you don't know somebody very well, if you don't live with them. Um, you can listen to stuff that you're not necessarily that excited to hear about, hoping that you're going to find out some new information. And so maybe that's what our relationship is, where you don't know me at all, and I don't know you at all. And so you'll listen to me blather on about video games from the 80s. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Here's what I do like about this podcast, you can hear all of my mouth noises, which I just realized. There's nothing worse than hearing somebody's mouth noises. And I don't know if you guys know this or not, but as you get older, the similar way that your balls distend towards the ground because of gravity and age the mouth sounds that you make as you get older get way fucking out of control till it sounds like there's a little baby child swimming in a little baby pool in your mouth the whole time that you're talking. I just listened to some guy in his 80s on somebody's podcast, and all it was was mouth sounds with occasionally a word coming out. I had to turn that shit right off. I can't be listening to somebody fucking some little toddler playing a little game of water ball in somebody's fucking mouth, especially if they're 95. But that's what's kind of going on in my mouth right now. I don't know why that is. (coughs) Maybe it's because this mic is so fucking good. 
then it's picking everything up, but I don't like it. And now you guys probably didn't even notice it, but now you're like, ooh, god damn, Bobby. You got some serious mouth sounds going on. I know. I'm not crazy about it. They're only going to get worse, by the way. It's like gray hair. You notice them, and you try to pick them out, but eventually you can't pick them all out. And then you got to shave everything until you look like the Silver Surfer. And you are the Silver Surfer, except you don't have the Silver Surfer's body because he's made out of unknown silvery shit from space. And you're made out of old man skin <laughs> with stubble and silvery stubble at that. Bitch. Silvery stubble surfer. That's the fucking Marvel Universe. I want to explore. If anybody works for Marvel or Disney and wants to explore the silver stubble surfer, give me a jingle jangle on the <laughs> give me a jingle jangle on the phone number that you certainly do not have, or hit me up on Patreon because you can send me emails and you can hit me up on Patreon. So anyways, this is the song club. And the way it works is if you're a Patreon member each month, at the beginning of the month, I send you eight songs from my demo collection. And usually they're songs that I just wrote that month. This month is no exception. I think there's five songs from this month that I wrote. And then some older songs. And they may only be a year or two old. I don't know. I've been doing this podcast for a couple of years, so they're at least that old. Um, and people request uh, old demos, maybe songs that they heard on one of my records, and they maybe want to hear the original. I don't know. I don't know what people's reasons are for doing most things. I try not to worry about it because I got enough fish to fry in my own kitchen. I got a stack of fish and these motherfuckers stinking real bad. Why don't I put them in the fridge? Because I think I'm going to fry them all. But I don't because it takes a lot of work to fry fish. Anyways, I don't need anybody else's old fucking fresh to fry. Fresh. Then you don't have time to fry your fish, your fresh fish. Come with Mitch and we'll fresh your fishes, your little bitches. Woohoo, yes. Uh, if I was going to be in the porn industry, I definitely wouldn't be in the German porn industry. These German motherfuckers are pervy as fuck. Here's what you don't want to type in on Pornhub, German porn, because you will just basically get poop, peeing, gaping things. Everything's gaping. Everything's like 10 dudes doing stuff. It's like 10 Germans being real assholes. Uh, if you're going to type in, I mean, if let's talk porn, it's time to talk porn with B schnitty. If you're going to type in something, if you're going to type in a country, if you 
trust me when I say this, if you're going to type in a country on Pornhub, type the only country that's worth checking out. Italian. Oh, my God. The bad. And get crazy and add vintage because... The modern Italian porn is just like all the other porn. It's not good. But you go Italian vintage and uh, just thank me. Thank me. I don't know when. Don't thank me. Thank me silently and then let's never have this talk again or talk about it. But yeah, type in Italian and then, oh, add to your category. Did you even know you could do that on Pornhub? I just found out recently. You can. Plus, vintage. You'll get a nice selection of Italian movies from the 80s and 90s. And they will be enjoyable to watch because they have great plots and wonderful acting. And, uh, you know, good storylines. Compelling. They'll keep you on the edge of your seat, so to speak. All right. Let's get into the songs we're already almost 15 minutes into this podcast and I haven't I haven't played any songs. So let's do let's do a new song from this month. This one's called Bad Mama. Let's listen to it and then uh maybe I'll talk about it. Now my mama's so bad. She spit on a stranger's grave Took her to a party She tore the roof apart Let the stars fall down And break my heart My mama's so bad The devil don't want her no more She came calling down The devil done locked his door That's the blues, baby. That's the motherfucking blues, baby. Oh, you're wondering, hey, is Bobby going to give us some blues this week? Don't ask, because you know the answer. And the answer is, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the blues. That is a weird song, I think. I find it weird, because it's... (coughs) I'm talking about my mama. And so sometimes when I'm saying mama, I guess I'm referring to my wife, who is a mama, because we have a daughter. But then sometimes I think I'm referring to my mama, who's also a mama. So it gets hazy. It gets hazy. But you know what? It's a song. It's not a manifesto. It's not the way it's got to be. It's not. The, that's the thing about songs I don't think people understand. Just because it's in a song doesn't mean A, it's true. B, I mean it. 
C through Z. You fill in the blanks. You get what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you can write about anything. You can take any point of view. You can do whatever you want because it's art and you got to have fun doing it. Have fun. Make up shit. Make up shit. Say shit in your songs that you don't mean. I do it all the time. If I'm, I make myself look real good in my songs or real bad. It doesn't matter. But have fun. But but know that it's a song, for God's sakes. And that's all it is. It's just a damn song, man. Don't take it. Don't take it so seriously. For instance, this next song is called In a Room Full of Blood with a Sleeping Tiger. It's a good title. Maybe one of the better titles I've ever done. Now, you might be going, what the fuck is this song about and when was Bobby in a room full of blood with a sleeping tiger and the answer to that question is a couple days ago I was kidnapped and found myself awakening in a room full of blood with a sleeping tiger and uh, I wasn't happy about it I started scream I screamed softly so I wouldn't wake the tiger hoping to get somebody's attention before the tiger ate me. When I didn't get anybody's attention, I was like, mm, let me write a song about it. So it did. Let's listen to it. songs not not all of them every once in a while you get a song that's just kind of good all the way through but every once in a while there'll be just a line in a song that I'm like ah I love that line and that one has the line your breath on my neck it's like meth I'd sell my shit it's such a good I mean it doesn't even rhyme but I that's my favorite line of that song it just I like the idea that you're hooked on somebody like a drug and they're like heroin 
And uh, that's what that song's about. Oh, and by the way, wasn't kidnapped. Didn't have to be kidnapped to write that song. It's a metaphor. It's a metaphor about being in love with somebody. And it feels like you're in a room full of blood with a sleeping tiger. Uh, But it's not real. Like most of the things, most of the things, including maybe and all existence, might not be real. Seems real. It's the only thing we know. But just like dreams seem real, maybe not. Maybe not real. Maybe we'll wake up one day and go, oh, that was a dream. My whole life was a dream. Or lights out forever and who cares? Game over. Or pearly gates with an angel and uh, dudes with beards and Jesus looking like the photos that aren't photos that are paintings of the blondie and Jeezy in heaven hanging out, robing it, white white robe or whatever those what are those. Graduation outfits, white graduation outfit without the hat, welcoming you. And then you look over and there is his exposed heart ablaze. His exposed heart ablaze. And of course, you can't look away because it's Jesus. And he's like, what up? And you're like, um, why is your heart exposed and on fire? And it's be, And he goes... Blah, 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 blah. Some shit that you can't understand. Why? Because he's speaking Hebrew. But you can't understand it because it's heaven and you have the magic translation thing in your brain. And you're like, I don't know how I'm understanding what he's saying. Because what he's saying sounds like, but I'm understanding what he's saying. And what he's saying is, it's because I love you so much. My heart is on fire and then you go is it getting hot in here because i want to take off all my clothes and he goes snaps his finger and then it's nelly singing the song and you're like i didn't know nelly was dead and he's like he's not i just made him dead because i love you so much my heart is on fire and then nelly's like what the fuck am I doing in heaven? And Jesus is like, I love Bobby so much. My heart is on fire. And then I made you dead so you could come here and sing. It's getting hot in here. And he goes, that'll be $3 million. And Jesus is like, here's your $3 million. Now sing the song. And he goes, I need the tracks. And Jesus goes, snap. And the tracks start playing. And then it's a party. That's heaven. There's that. Or fiery pits of hell. Oh my God. If it's fiery, if it's fiery pits of hell, I'll be like, God damn, boy. I got this shit. Ronga. I got it. Ronga. And I'll be getting it. Ronga. For eternity. I'll be like, what the fuck? 
Dude, if it's fiery pits of hell, I'll be like, God is definitely the most psycho of all. Like, he'll make Stalin and Hitler look like Laurel and Hardy. You'll be like, what? All the Gandhi? Basically, anybody, anybody that wasn't whatever, whatever you believe. They're all in there being tortured, not for a thousand years or 10,000 years or a hundred thousand years. I mean, if you don't believe in something, like if you don't believe in a book that was written a couple thousand years ago, you should definitely be tortured for a hundred thousand years. But you're just getting going at a hundred thousand years. At a hundred thousand years, you're just getting the feel of the place. Uh, then you've just got billions and trillions of years of being tortured, fucked, and maimed. Oh, boy. Don't get that one wrong. Here's what I did. By the way, here's a little life hack. Here's a little religious life hack for all you non-believers go to any Baptist church and go I want to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior and they'll be like woohoo they'll get excited they'll take you into a room they'll finger you a little bit if they want to I didn't get fingered I don't know if you get fingered I just thought of that on the spot I'm sure somebody's gotten fingered in the history of man but I don't think that's their main thing to get you into a room to to give you a finger. I think their main thing actually is to save you. So anyways, you go into this room and then they go, do you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? And you say yes. And then you can't ever go to hell. So I'd recommend doing that. Even if you don't believe it, just do it. It's like getting a vaccine. Anyways, I don't believe in hell. Uh... I mean, I say I don't believe in hell, but part of me kind of believes in hell because I was raised believing in hell. I was taught about hell when I was learning about the world. So I can't ever erase the stuff that you learn when you're a child, like between zero and five, you can't erase that. Now you can go, "Mm, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I don't believe that, but you kind of do. It's kind of always there. So I don't believe in hell, but I kind of do believe in hell. But guess what? Can't go to hell because I did my thing. I got the vaccine from the Baptist church. Also, Catholic church has got the old confession. I think you can just confess to anything and you're good too. But you got to, problem with those guys is you got to do it right before you die. Like if you did anything, if you said, God damn, and then got hit by a rock, might be going to hell forever. Because you didn't have time to confess the God damn. Oh my God. My favorite thing. Oh man, we're getting into like, I'm I'm definitely going to lose two or three Patreon members here, which is fine, which is fine. I'm I'm actually, if, if I'm about to lose a couple Patreon members, I should have lost them a while ago. But 
My favorite thing is, so let me get this straight. So death is an illusion because when we die, we continue living. We just aren't living in the in the earthly plane where now we're living in either the heavenly plane or the hellish plane or whatever you want to believe, if you believe in heaven and hell. So, and if you believe in redemption or confession or whatever, and that Jesus forgives you of your sins, why can't you just, you know, after you die go, oh, I got this wrong, so let me confess my sins. And Jesus who seems pretty chill, like chill to the point of where his heart's on fire because he loves you so much. He's willing to make Nellie dead for you. Uh, it seems like he'd be like, oh yeah, you're forgiven. Everything's fine. And then you might have like a few assholes who are like, fuck you, man. I'm going to stay here in hell. I'm not going to ask for you forgiveness. Fuck those people. By the way, if that's who you are, then it's a, <clears throat> that's a fetish. Then you're enjoying yourself in hell. So enjoy yourself. But if you're like most people who doesn't, doesn't want to be raped and burned and tortured, you'll be like, uh, I fucked up, uh, forgive me. And then you're immediately go to heaven. That's what I think. If there is a hell in heaven. Otherwise, you just got a psycho. You've just got a psycho God. Or... Maybe somebody just made that up because they want you to do something. They want you to give you money or they want you to obey some kind of law. So they just created this thousands of years ago so that you would do that because it was the only way they could control people. And uh, so they made everything up to, to get people to do what they wanted. That could be possible, maybe. No, probably not though, right? Anyways, yep. Yeah, bye-bye. I lost a couple. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that Bob Schneider. I was listening to Song Club, and uh, he starts telling me all his bullshit about like making fun of my religious beliefs. Fuck that guy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Bobby. So I just, I just lost $30. So I'm bummed out about that. Because I couldn't, I couldn't use that $30 when I go into the studio to record this record, if you know what I'm saying. Um, let's see. Should I listen? Should we listen to another song? Yeah, let's listen to another song. This is a brand new one. This is the one I just wrote this week. I haven't even played it live yet. So this is the first time anybody's hearing it. Um, maybe. No, actually, I guess this podcast will come out in a couple of days. And so I probably will have played it. But I like this song. It's called We're All Okay. Um, it's kind of about what I was just talking about, I guess, sort of, kind of, maybe, I don't know. I, here's what this song is to me. I, I realized recently I was talking to two of my neighbors, two of my neighbors have, uh, a different, um, political belief system. <laughs> they believe in the other team and I believe in one team. They believe in the other team. Now they're super cool. And I like both of my neighbors. They're smart, they're friendly, they're, they have families, they have, uh, they have, they're good people. They're good people and I like them. They just believe, they're just on the other team. 
like, like I'm a Green Bay Packer, Green Bay Back, Green Bay Packers fan, and then somebody else is a Dallas Cowboys fan. They're like Dallas Cowboys, and I'm like Green Bay Packers. That's the way it should be. But we're living in a world right now where I like the Green Bay Packers. And if you don't like the Green Bay Packers, we're all going to die. And then the Dallas Cowboy fan is like, I like the Dallas Cowboys. And if you don't like the Dallas Cowboys, we all going to die. That's the world we're living in. But the thing that I realized is talking to my neighbors who are good people, just like I'm a good person as well. And we kind of want the same things. We want to take care of our family. We want to have some security. We want to be able to make a living. We want the world to continue to go on the way we like it to go on. And uh, we want to ensure, we want to do the best thing we, we know how to do to make that happen. Now, we disagree on a couple things, but mostly that's what we want. We mo- mostly want the same thing. Safety and security for us and our loved ones. But the thing that I found out, the world that we're living in right now, we're all getting trolled. I'm getting trolled and they're getting trolled. How do I know that? Because I had a conversation with them and I started talking about politics and about the things that I was hearing. And they're like, oh, you were hearing that? Well, did you know this? And I'm like, no, I didn't know that. Because I'm not told that. I'm told this other thing. And then they're like, yeah, but what about this? And I'm like, what? What's that? And I'm like, that's not true. This is what's true. Because we're getting shit sent to us that's cherry picked for what, for if I'm a Green Bay Packers fan, I'm getting cherry picked the shit that says the Dallas Cowboys are the devs. And the Dallas Cowboys fans are getting sent some shit about Brett Favre is sending pictures of his dick to people. And me as a Green Bay Packer fan, I'm just getting pictures of Brett Favre tearing up at the stadium when they accept him back into the club after he's gone and fucked another bitch. So we're getting trolled. We're all getting trolled. And we're all getting scared because we're being fed information that's saying the world is going to end if you believe if you're not a Dallas Cowboys or a Green Bay Packers fan. So anyways, I truly do believe that that is the problem right now. The problem is people need you to click on their news story so that they can sell their Geico ad. And because of that, everything's kind of made to grab your attention and for you to click on it. Because if the thing just says, hey, everybody's fine and we do have some problems, but they're fixable and solvable. Nobody's clicking on that. They're only clicking on, oh shit, this happened. Somebody just shat all over this place. Take a look. We got pictures of big poops. Oh shit. That sounds like the biggest poop I've ever heard. Let me look at this giant pile of poop. Ooh, that's a big pile of poop. Yeah. Anyways, I guess that's what this song's about. Let's listen to it. We're all going down the same river. 
are okay and some of us are doing better than others for shiz and some of us are definitely not okay but we're kind of all okay if you look at it from god's point of view which is kind of where i'm looking at i'm not god but i'm like thinking like if there is a god which i do believe there is a god and god loves us and and god is shining down from above with his burning heart um, on fire for us uh, and, uh, well, I just, I have this idea, this faith that we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Even though, you know, it doesn't seem that way. And, you know, mostly I think people are good. You know, we could be terrible and we have been terrible. We've been terrible throughout history. Even now there are parts of the world where people are terrible. And, uh, that's part of the thing. You know, that's part of the thing. But I think they're more good. I think mostly people are good. And uh, I guess that's what that song's about. We're we're mostly all okay. But it's hard to say we're mostly all okay in the song. And plus, it just also makes it like where people can still go, yeah, we're mostly okay, but those people over there are not okay. Why? Because they like the Dallas Cowboys. So let's just keep it to where we're all okay. Um, let me read some emails because there's a few here. Stacy Sutton writes, we're on the road to moving. Similar to Clyde's post below, I'm stuck on some lyrics. Scarlet is just precious in this one, but I can't make out the last line of the chorus. Is it the same each time or does it change? I can't decipher everything Oh, I can decipher everything else just fine. Just need that last little piece so I can sing along. Please enlighten us. Clyde wrote, I'm sure you have a good reason for not including written lyrics with your records or even putting them on your website. Sometimes, though, I get stumped trying to figure out a line. And I go to the internet. Here's some of what I found for 40 Dogs from a site called Cowboy Lyrics. If you spell it out, you can yell it out. Well, you hit me when I tell you about how it has to be for it's too late now. There's a centipede. Well, there's something right about you and me. Something right about you and me. Be the color of a burning book. Be the color of a sideways glance from an undercover cop. Be the comic book. Color of a stone that's jeweled. Be the color of the moon. Be the color of the night. That's right. Color of a fight in a movie. Be the color and the color part of the Wizard of Oz movie. So my question is, how about a section of the Song Club Patreon page? That's correct lyrics to your songs. Clyde, that is a wonderful wonderful idea. And uh, I'm going to make a note of that. And I will start posting the lyrics to the songs. And if you're actually, um, you know, maybe one of the, yeah, I'll just start posting the lyrics to the songs that I send out. That's a great idea. And then you'll know what the lyrics are. And the cool thing about my lyrics usually is they have the chords to them. So if you like to play guitar, you can actually play the songs and a little secret most of the songs that I write are real easy to play 
because I'm not that great of a musician. I'm more of a songwriter and entertainer and all around swell dude. Much more so than being able to play some fucking chord that who gives a fuck if you can play it. I mean, I do. I'm not going to hire somebody that's as good as me on guitar. I'm going to hire somebody who's way better on guitar than I'll ever be. And that's the way Disney did it. And that's the way I do it. Because I'm just like Disney, a psychopathic taskmaster. No, I'm not. I should... Man, every time I think about Disney, I'm like, oh, man, I could be, if I was a ruthless psychopath, I could be as successful as Disney, but I'm not. Um, All right, so let me just shit on everybody now, including Disney. Uh, Louis wrote, or he commented on a post, the show was fantastic. I don't know what show he's talking about. Getting John back in there on guitar makes all the difference in the world. He nailed it last night as usual. Hope John performs the guitar parts on any new album that features The Sun is Coming and Lord of the Flies. Ollie was great and Bruce was a refreshing boost after being gone the last few weeks. California Conman is one of my faves. So long, Bob S. And Lonely Land. Oh, long live. I was like, so long? I was like, what's going on, Louie? But he wrote long live, Bob. Money and Lonely Land. I think that's supposed to be an S, but he used the dollar sign and I like it. Maybe I'm going to start using the dollar sign in my name. Bob Schneider with a dollar sign. Uh, That's pretty cool. Thanks, Louie. Um, Brad McBride wrote, Bob caught the show last night in Phoenix. Awesome as always. Question. Sometimes you sing with tremendous volume and passion. Thank you. How is it that you have not destroyed your voice after all these years? I remember you singing Come On Baby at a solo show in Tempe once, and I couldn't believe you didn't blow out your vocal cords. Genetics training. Luck. Uh, thanks, Brad. Um, well, I will tell you that I'm not in Tempe every night. And when I'm in Tempe, uh, I like to yell because I'm angry. Why am I angry? Because I'm in Tempe, Arizona. Why am I in Tempe, Arizona? Because obviously my booking agent booked me in the wrong city. Because guess how many people are coming out to Tempe? Brad and maybe five other people. So at that show, when I sing, come on, baby, I'm real angry. And it sounds like I'm blowing my voice out. But most of the times I'm not in Tempe. I'm in other places. And when I sing that song in other places, I'm singing it real chill because I'm real relaxed because I'm in another place besides Tempe. So uh, I don't, I used to, I used to be in some bands, uh, Ugly Americans and Joe Rockhead before I started doing my solo stuff. And in those bands, I really did sing at the top of my voice and did a lot of screaming. And if you scream a lot and sing at the top of your voice, especially if you're doing it night after night, eventually you're going to really sustain some damage. But I hardly sing. I have a mic. Um, I'm taking it real easy most of the time. And if I do scream during part of the set, it's really just very small parts of the set. And, you know, even that, if you do it every night for, you know, for weeks, you're eventually going to have some fatigue. But I play maybe three to four, you know, shows a week at the most, usually three, sometimes, you know, two or but usually three a week, and usually if you're just playing three a week, you're not going to fuck your voice up over time. Having said that, my voice is fucked. 
Uh, Donna Randall writes, hi, Bob. First, yay for the Song Club podcast, finally being available on Spotify. I don't do iTunes. So I was having fun to hunt for the po- oh, so I was having to hunt for the podcast elsewhere every month, and Spotify is much easier. You're welcome. We were supposed to get a demo of your cover version of "She Came In Through the Bathroom Window" this month, or did I imagine hearing that on ambient-induced haze? It wasn't in the download. Easy on the ambient, Donna. Also, although I only listen to "I'm Okay" podcast sporadically, I did happen to catch it. The week you mentioned that Israeli vampire show Judah on Hulu. I checked it out based on your review and watched it. All of it. So good. So I'm glad I listened to that episode. Also, also, while I'm here, would you add Oklahoma to the demo request list for Song Club, please? It is added. And uh, yeah, thanks. And I'm glad you listened to I'm Okay, You're Okay, I'm Not Okay, You're Not Okay, which is my other podcast that I do once a week with Clint Wells. And After having done that podcast now for six months and putting out an episode every week, I've decided to start doing this podcast on the weekly. So instead of having to wait all month to hear the Song Club podcast starting this week, you will hear a shorter version of the Song Club podcast four times a month every I haven't decided what day of the week, um, probably every Monday. I'll probably put it out every Monday morning. and um, But then I will also be posting the songs from those shows only once a month. So you won't be getting hit in the uh, email over and over again, like some kind of German porno. Uh, you'll still get the, uh, if you're part of my Patreon, you'll just get the the, the link to the downloads and the songs uh, at the beginning of every month. But then if you want to listen to the to this podcast, you can listen to it once a week. So hopefully that will uh, work out the way I'd like it to work out. And if it doesn't, then, you know, maybe we'll go back to the month, every month podcast. But uh, I enjoy doing it, and uh, I don't like to wait a whole month to do it. So that's really the main reason I'm doing it. Uh there's just a few more emails. I'll just get to them. I'll just run through them. Massachusetts show, October 18th. Danny T writes, yo, I received two email notifications regarding the show. One saying it was at Luna Theater. One today saying it was at Olympia Zorba Music Hall. Another place has you listed on the stage. Which is it? Oh, I did not receive it from Bob's new management or patron, but bands in town. No presale either. Once again, what gives? Toodaloo for now. Um... I don't know. Uh, the show is definitely at Olympia Zorba Music Hall. Um, I think we fixed the pre-sale thing. So go now to Patreon and you should be able to um, get those tickets. Now, they might, they might not be on sale. Sometimes uh, we'll book a show and the club doesn't put the tickets up for sale. And if the tickets aren't up for sale which they might not be, especially, obviously, if we're not listed, um, then you have to wait until the club lists the show and makes the you know makes makes that available. Then you'll have a pre-sale link. Um, I don't know what else to say, Danny. You know, I don't handle any of that stuff. All I do is my writing a song, talking to the mic, play the guitar. 
be real cool. And then I have a manager who handles all of the other bullshit. And this falls in the category of the bullshit. So I don't know. I'm hoping that eventually all this stuff will get sorted out and and I'll never have to hear another email like this again. We'll see. Uh, In the meantime, Danny, thank you. Uh, Ryan Jensen posted, Bob, been a part of your Patreon since the start. Big fan of the pod. How about a demo of Lost in Love? Also, enjoy hearing demos from songs that made their way to your records. Could we put Honey Pot or Let the Light in at some point? <clears throat> Thanks. Cheers. Uh, Ryan. <laughs> my whole, I basically, my brain and my mouth and my whole upper body just came out at the end of that email. It all said, uh, we're shutting down shutting down just not for long for maybe a half a second but long enough to fuck me up real hard i don't know why i didn't like it don't like it now don't want to think about it anymore thanks ryan uh the final email uh for this month is dave roy caroft posted hey bob did you ever record demos of the dragon or jimmy the trucker you added them to your live playing rotation back in 2014 they were eventually dropped both of these songs were fun to sing along to and funny as well true appreciation for continuing to create and share thanks dave i have added those to the list and they will be on a future song club so look for those Uh, in the meantime i do have um some I, I do have some requests. Uh, Eric O'Brien uh, requested Bridge Builders, which is really quite an old song. I probably wrote this in 2005. Uh, it came out on the 2006 record, I'm Good Now, and this is the demo for it.
intro before the vocals came. I almost like stopped it at one point. I was like, uh, maybe I should like restart this and do it where the vocals come in. But by then the vocals started coming in. I was like, fuck it. I'm not doing that. Yeah, that's the original demo for that song. It took me back. It took me back to the time. I probably wrote that in 2003, actually, now that I think about it. It's the old, uh, that is an old breakup song. That's what happens if you're a songwriter and you break up with somebody and it's a painful experience, you write about it. And then if you fall in love with somebody and uh, you write about that. And then if you get pissed off, you write about killing somebody. Speaking of killing somebody, I've just been watching The Boys. Oh, my God. On Amazon Prime. Uh, Pretty good. (laughs) Fucking next level fucked up, though. Oh, my God. It's pretty crazy how uh, fucked up shit is nowadays. Like, like uh, I don't know. I feel like 10 years ago, if this would have come out, it would have blown everybody's minds. But now people are so used to sort of ultraviolence or seeing ultraviolence that they're like, eh. Per use, but this this is definitely next level. It's pretty good if you like comic book stuff and dark stuff. If you like Deadpool, then you probably kind of dig it. I don't know. Um, let's listen to another song. Um, this is a, uh, this is another request. Uh, Vince and Laura requested this song. It's called one thing. It's probably the most John Mary song I've written. Like when I, whenever I hear this, I'm like, Oh, this is like, sounds like John Mayer to me. Uh, and I remember when I wrote it, I was like, let me listen to because I it reminded me of one of his songs in particular. I listened to it and I was like, I feel like this is exactly that song. And I listened to the song that it reminded me of, and I was like, eh, there's some similarities to it, but not enough. And if I ever went into a studio to record this, I would definitely make it sound less like John Mayer. But I don't know if I'll record it in the studio, even though I like this song and the demo is pretty good. So let's check it out. It's called One Thing. Turn. But even if I lose 
burning. Let it all burn. Let it all burn. Yeah, I I feel like the song that I was thinking about that that sounded like was that uh, mother, uh, father's daughters or whatever that song is. Father's. Uh, which might not even be, somebody told me that wasn't even his song. That was like a Brad Paisley song. I don't know if that's true. I don't, I don't know. I should, but I feel like I listened to it and I was like, ah, it's different enough, but who knows? Maybe it's not. Maybe I shouldn't have given away my secret. Um, man, we're getting close to, we're getting close to the limit on this podcast and I still got some more songs. Let's just, uh, let's just get into them. Um, this is another new one from this month. It's called uh, Once, but it's also called Wild Feeling because uh, I did one version of it. I think the first version I did of it was Wild Feeling, and then I did a band version of it called Once that I thought would be easier to perform with the band. So I'll play you both. Um, I'll put them both in uh, this month's, uh, you know, Patreon Patreon post or whatever. So you'll have both of them. So it's like an extra song. So there'll be nine songs instead of eight this month. Um, let's listen to both. The first one's Wild Feeling and the second one is Once. I should call both those songs Wild Feeling because that's the chorus. 
Because if I call it once, they'll be like, Whoa, what's that song? You know the one with Wild Feeling? It's kind of like that Lord of the Rings song where everybody's like, hey, play that Space Force song. I'm like, are you talking about Lord of the Rings? And they're like, hey, quit correcting me, dick. I'm like, sorry, but get this title right. Can you play uh, Big Blue Sea? Oh, that is Big Blue Sea. What do they call it? Um, oh, fuck, who cares? Anyways, they call it something else. They don't call it Big Blue Sea. I should know this. Um, so I've got one more new song uh, that I wrote this month. It's called Daddy's Song. And uh, I was somewhere, and I saw this old, old couple. Maybe it was at the mall. And they were sitting there on this bench, and they were like 80. They were in their 80s, or they were old 70s. Old 70s looking, or 80s looking, or real young 90s. But they were old as fuck. And it just made me realize, oh, when my daughter's that old, I'm going to be dead for sure. Because, I mean, I was 50 when she was born. So I'll be dead. And my wife's a lot younger than me. So when my wife's that old, I'll be dead. And it just made me really sad. Because I will always love them. I'll always love my wife and I'll always love my daughter. And uh, But I won't be around when they're old. And when they're old, people get old and people, I mean, unless you're fucking Eleanor Roosevelt or somebody, people at a certain point, they're like, mm, we find you distasteful. Except for their family. You know, their family is going to still, even their family is going to like, uh, I don't know. But at a certain point, the only people that are going to love you, you know, like your your parents are going to, they're, they're, they love you the most. They love you more than anybody. And if you make it to be rolled, they're certainly going to be dead. And uh, it's just sad. It's just sad. Because I want, you know, when my daughter's 90 and she's, you know, kind of alone. I mean, I don't know if she'll be alone. Hopefully she'll be, you know, she'll have a husband and he'll be 90 and they'll love each other. But if that's not the case and she's just this old lady alone, I just want her to know that I love her. And so that's what this song's about. It's about me not being around, but wanting her to know and my wife, both of them to know that I'll always love them. Even if I'm gone. And I don't think I, I just, it's hard for me to believe that I'll be gone once I'm dead. I just feel like I'll be around and I'll be watching them and I'll be loving them and I'll be around to love them. And I just wanted them to know that. So, uh, so I wrote it in this song called Daddy's Song. Where I'll always be 
thinking about too before I wrote that song or while I was writing it is how much of the world is just totally in my imagination. I think it's so bizarre because I don't understand most of the time how much of what I do and think has nothing to do with reality. A good example of this is conversations that I have in my head with other people where I'm having a conversation where I'm saying my point of view, but then I'm also making up the other person's point of view and resolving an argument with the person. And and then it's over. And then I think I know what the other person thinks and how they feel about it. And I've never talked to the other person. It all happened in my head. And then uh, why would I even have that conversation with the other person? I've already had it in my imagination. So it is weird how much of my life and how much of the things that I experience and think about uh, happen not in the real world, but in just in my imagination. I find that pretty fascinating. I was talking to Billy Harvey, who is also a songwriter and genius, and he plays on all my records. And I just got a chance to do a tour with him, which was wonderful. Um, but I was, I was bringing up that concept and he was like, oh yeah, that's the way it is for sure in my mind. Most of the things happen in my mind. They don't really happen in real life. Anyway, I just thought it was interesting. And I mentioned it in that song as well. So anyways, that's all the songs for this week. I got one more. It's a request from uh, Clyde Kaplan. He requested uh, the demo for Time to Go, which is the song that I play at the end of every Saxon Pub show. And I've been doing that for 20 years now. Uh, of course, we do it in a different style. We don't do it this way. We do it in, you know, like the style that is recommended to us by the audience. And we've done it every conceivable way. Oh, how about that? How about that for podcasting perfection? Just yawning, right? And just continuing to talk through the yawn and not giving a fuck. That's the way we do at the song club. Anyways, here's the demo for time to go that's at least 20 years old because uh you know that's when i started doing it so these older demos were probably this was probably recorded on a four track tape recorder um or maybe just who knows how it was recorded but uh you know it's pretty pretty old sounding and we'll just go out with it Uh, again thanks for joining me this week or this month on the song club and starting this week uh, look for this, the song club every Monday, uh, wherever you get podcasts, you can get them on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get podcasts. Um, it'll be up. And, uh, if you haven't done so already, please join my Patreon, uh, patreon.com backslash Bob Schneider and join today. And then you can get all these songs that you've heard on the podcast, uh, sent to you every month. And also you can check out my other podcast, I'm okay. You're okay. I'm not okay. You're not okay. 
also wherever you get your podcasts. And that's me and my buddy, Clint Wells, talking about everything. All right. Until next time, take care, and we'll see you later. When the keg's been floated and the sun comes out When you want to say I love you, but fuck yours, all that comes out When the police car pulls up outside your window It's time to go, it's time to go, it's time to go when the food's been eaten and you haven't got a dime When the rent's past due for the fourth and final time When your girlfriend's husband's drilling bullets through the door It's time to go, it's time to go, it's time to go It's time to go when the bouncer says I have to break a bones It's time to go when your girlfriend's dick is bigger than your own It's time to go when you realize you just coughed up your spleen And the tequila you've been drinking tastes like bartender urine When you fart and check your underwear and find a big surprise the guy in line in front yells, no one moves and no one dies. When the band starts playing Freebird and your penis starts to glow, it's time to go, it's time to go, it's time to go. It's time to go, it's time to go, it's time to go. It's time to go, it's time to go, it's time to go. It's time to go.